1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
3: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings. Part three of the ultimate sitcom bracket. If you missed parts one and two, shame on you. Go check those out after you watch this version. Number three, the West region in the bracket. And of course, you can always vote on all of these matchups. Hit the description or just follow me on Twitter at the PME. We'll be doing all the voting through Twitter. So that's probably the best place to find all of this. The link to the voting itself and the bracket is going to be down in the description. You can find all the audio versions on the Pat Mayo Experience podcast. But while you're here, smash the like button to the episode. Give me your winner down in the description of all of the 64, who you would have as your overall champion. And I cannot stress this enough. I didn't make the bracket. I am just talking about the bracket and who is going to move on. Sia Najad did the bracket. So Sia, once again, defend yourself.
0: Well, this this region is going to be really tough to defend myself in. Although I will say that the more controversial seeds we're probably in the Midwest and the South, at least of the of the regions that we've already done. I feel like I have properly defended myself, but I am a little worried that Twitter is going to be all over me. So we'll have to wait and see there. But I have made my arguments. I will continue to make my arguments and I stand by them.
3: Chris Cody, what's going on, my man? Um, First off, we let all of the guests on the show so far through three episodes take issue with Sia on any of the seating. So the floor is yours
2: yeah I'm excited to be here and I think for the most part this West region is seated properly. uh I do have you know for me I mean we can get into it obviously the details of it but big bang theory a little overseated for me in this tournament full house, maybe a little underseated. you know we're gonna get into the nuts and bolts of this but for the most part, I agreed with most of these seatings I will say in this region
3: in this region sure but you 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 can scan the bracket and be outraged, right? I can be outraged, yes. That's why I chose this one because
2: I, I just threw my hands up. There were a few ones in the other regions where I was like, whoa. So uh see ya, but hey, this is just I appreciate this is a see is just like, I got this, I'm seeding these
3: things. It's just it's a power move, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the job of someone who wants to do the work. Did I want to do the work? Absolutely not. I wanted to do the work of talking about it. That's the fun part. And yes. the worst the seedings really, see I mean, maybe this is just galaxy brand on your part, but the shittier the bracket, the more people will talk about it and outrage mm-hmm. they are. Thus, more people are going to watch this engagement.
0: It's a great point. I mean, you know, and especially after the the talking about the Midwest and the South, I mean, there were some that you you in particular, uh, Ben, as well. I think Adam was really on my side in most of the stuff in the South bracket. But the Simpsons, the South um, South Park Uh, curb your enthusiasm those are just some that kind of jump out at me where people are really going to take issue with and of course i have some some squads a little higher like news radio people are going to be shocked by that community people are going to be shocked by that i would just implore those people to go back and watch those shows because they're pretty darn
3: great yeah well as we found out with you and Azer, that you had the television taste of my grandma
0: (laughs) (laughs) i like your grandma she sounds like good people
3: She does. She refers to every actor by their first name, like they're very close personal friends, like (laughs) her and Morgan, a.k.a. Morgan Freeman. Best pals, (laughs) as it turns out, when they go see a movie. So let's get into this. Jump right in to the very top of the bracket. The one seed is Seinfeld. The number 16 seed is Coach, which is a fantastic show, but obviously Seinfeld is going to win. So, Chris, I'm going to throw this to you. Is Seinfeld the number one overall seed of the sixty four? Yeah, I was just about to say,
2: I mean, when you look at all the number one seeds, it's it's up there for me. I mean, this is a clear cut win for Seinfeld, but you know, let's not sleep on coach here. Like Coach, I think it's one of those shows that I watched a lot when I was young, but yet I can't really remember a specific episode. But that doesn't that's not a bad thing. Like that's like that's it's nostalgia for me. Um, the guy the guy, Craig Nelson, the 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 main guy, went on to do Mr. Incredible. He was the voice of Mr. Incredible. I mean, that's just more my you know, era. So, uh, but he, for me, this is, I mean, obviously to answer your question, yes, Seinfeld is a powerhouse in this tournament, obviously.
3: Now we, we had this discussion on the last show because friends was the one seat on the other side of the bracket. If it came down to those two, who would you vote for? Seinfeld.
2: It's more genuinely funny to me. Friends is kind of always like while I enjoy Friends, literally have it on mute on TBS right now cuz I've been cra- I've been crunching the film. Even I'm I'm doing film on the whole bracket even though I'm only doing the West. I've been, you know, doing deep dive. So I literally am watching Friends right now, but for me Seinfeld, if you give me those I'm going Seinfeld all day. It's just a deeper cast, you know, and it's funny. more real laughs. It's real laughs. So
3: Sia, uh, I mean, I think you you would vote for Friends, wouldn't you?
0: No, it would be Seinfeld for me. Like okay. I said, I think I think Friends, to Chris's point in terms of what he's doing right now, granted it's on mute, but I think Friends is that show you have on in the background and Seinfeld is that show you kind of like really tune into. And for the record, the Seinfeld premise is amazing. It's like literally a show about nothing. So you're just getting into the mundane, the inane, and just the whole thing is predicated on the acting and the the interplay. It's perfect conceptually.
2: I will say, though, now it, when we're just dissecting Seinfeld, obviously George Costanza, you can make the argument a top 10 sitcom character of all time maybe even number one maybe Todd, like he's in that conversation now i have in on that show an overrated for me an overrated character kramer for me kramer like yeah, that for me an overrated character everyone will say kramer for me that's a jerry and george show. show like kramer is
3: far third elaine for me is ahead of kramer in on that show mm-hmm. i mean if we were to do the seinfeld power rankings it's george elaine jerry gap kramer oh good Uh, It's 100
0: percent true. And Chris, that's really amazing what you just did, because literally just the last episode with with Ben Raza, I made the statement. I'm curious where you where you stand on this, because you didn't get to evaluate the how I met your mother bracket. But I I stated and almost to your exact words what the different character. I think Costanza is a top 10 sitcom character all time. But I said that Barney Stinson unequivocally is a top 10 sitcom character of all time. Uh, What say you?
2: I agree with that. I mean, you know. If we're really like, you know, it, I think he's in that five to ten range. Mm-hmm. Like George Costanza, I think you can make the arguments in that top five. Barney, I'd, I'd have to like do this. I'm not prepared, to, but I don't think it's crazy. Barney is by far the leader on that show and a great of that era of sitcoms, a great character. So I don't know if he's top ten. I'd have to crunch, you know, do my big power rankings, which we should probably do next because that's a great topic in itself. But Amazing. I'm not fighting back on that, you know, without really studying it.
3: I think that you're close to like fringe top ten in that conversation when you're talking mm-hmm. about that. Sia, because we would have to go That's through fair. everyone. Do, do animated characters count as a part of this?
0: It's such a good question. For me, like my instant reaction is no. Okay, it's almost unfair to the to the real people to have the animated characters in there. If it did, I think it would just skew the the numbers so much. There would only be one that I would even put in there, and it would be Brian from Family Guy. You would outside have Brian of that, I'd go with Family, Family
3: Guy people. over Cartman or Randy Marsh not even close. It's not That's a close call. It's fucking an outrage. That is the not worst close. take I've ever heard. Is
2: I thought <laughs> Stewie's the main guy. Like I would go Stewie and Peter Griffin before Brian.
0: No, but Brian is really the brains behind it and he's funny. It's just Brian is is di- is more dynamic than both Stewie and Peter. Yeah. That's
3: I true. can't wait till we get to this next region and get to talk about family guy and how it's like <laughs> half trash.
0: <laughs> it's full awesome.
3: Uh, so yeah, but I guess Barney Stinson. If you just did real life actors, like if I gave you a toss up, a coin flip, would you rather have Fraser, Niles, or Barney Stinson?
0: Okay, so you're asking me first. I, I would go Fraser, then Niles, then Barney, because I think Fraser and Niles are two of the, the best sitcom characters of all time. And I, I honestly think Niles is on the level of Frazier, if not a touch above. They they are on the same playing field. Niles is incredible.
3: Chris. Which one are we doing here? We're we're just talking about Frazier. Like, if you had Niles and Frazier against Barney Stinson, which way would you go? I go Barney. For me, just because I,
2: like, How I Met Your Mother, Frazier was a show for me that uh, I watched. Like, that's why I was glad that I didn't do that read, because, like, I I appreciate Frazier. I'm not going to sit down here and crush Frazier, but for me, I, I was not a huge Frazier guy growing up, so... For me, Barney, that's just my wheelhouse. How I Met Your Mother is one of my favorites.
3: It's funny. We had the Frasier discussion on the last show, despite Fraser not being a part of any of the shows we've discussed in the bracket so far. That is the very last episode of this. But all of us kind of agreed, except for Ben, because he's sort of an anomaly with all this. He's like an alien. But (laughs) Fraser was a show that you saw when you were younger. And we're like, this is an old person show. But now I'm old and I really love it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. i should go
2: back honestly because that that is the kind of way and we're gonna get to it cheers kind of in that category for me as well like a lot of old people in my life tell me cheers is great um didn't do a lot of watching it growing up it was one of those ones that i watched as a little kid but yeah like it but those shows you still appreciate those shows the shows that you kind of watched when you were young even though you don't really remember them like i have a soft spot in my heart for those type of shows
3: we'll see let's get to Cheers. It's the two seed in this region. It's up against Living Single, which I actually have no idea what that is. So that's fun. I assume Cheers is going to win. But Cheers is unfairly placed in this bracket because it's the number one show of the 80s. It might be the best sitcom of all time, but it's not going to do well with the voting for this because everyone who's going to vote in this is going to be like, I mean, best case 50 and under, probably 35 and under.
0: Yeah, I mean Cheers is is in a tough spot here, and, and honestly, there there could be the argument that, you know, if you're going to include Cheers in here, you got to include some other shows of that era, at least the era that it started in, which is 1982. It went from 1982 to I believe 1993, so um, it's an older show. It's unfortunately it's going to be affected by recency bias, but also, I mean, Seinfeld was probably ultimately a better show than Cheers, and there's some shows here that I think. They don't measure up to Cheers, but that are really good shows. This is a really good region. So Cheers is great. The characters from Cheers, I think we all like still remember, even if we're, you know, Chris Cody. You're you're a little bit younger than me. You're. Still I know popular. the Norm
2: reference. Like I I don't know Norm. the show,
0: but I know Norm. Cliff Clavin, Sam Malone, Woody. Like, if if you were to just see that, like, even a still picture of them at the Cheers bar, you'd be like, oh, I remember that guy. Those guys are really funny. Cheers yeah. has that going
2: forward. And them. we have to give Cheers a little extra credit just for birthing another one seed in this tournament. Like, exactly. that just, it needs to get extra bonus points
3: just for that fact. Mm-hmm. Frazier's the best spinoff ever, right? Oh, yeah. I don't even know what second. Joey? <laughs> Joey. Amazing. <laughs> Sorry, Joey. <laughs> one of the blackish three shows that got spun off from that
0: yeah are any of them still i i, I think those were short runs or maybe they're still going or in production on this good question I mean, now, I, can I, I, s- kept,
3: I kept getting like, targeted ads for how i met your father and i think that lasted like yeah. two episodes yeah not good can i just make a case obviously this is
2: Cheers' matchup here i'm not saying that living single needs to beat cheers here but i probably watched living single more than i did cheers growing up and i need to like Queen Latifa obviously is Queen Latifah, but you have Sinclair and Max two great like side characters on that show and one of the most riveting people T I think his name I had to look up his name, TC Carson. He played Kyle. He had like the he was the very deep like hello like yeah. you, and just something of anytime that guy was on the screen, I was riveted by him. I didn't take my eyes off him. So I just wanted to wanted to give a little flowers to Living Single. 5 seasons, a quick series, still makes the tournament. Solid doesn't really have a chance in this tournament, but a solid conference champion. We got uh, it's it's a deserving tournament team. Living single,
3: agree. Well, let me throw this back at you then, Chris, because you say five seasons short run. When you're judging these shows and what you want to vote for, is it peak or is it longevity, <sighs> or is it a mix? Yeah,
2: I think I think it's like it. It you know when you see it, like the popular thing, like it's like I know a tournament team when I see it. Um, five C se- like you need to have a little something special. If you're going to get in this tournament with five seasons, I know wonder years, I believe has only been around five similarly mm-hmm. length. Uh, but for the most part, most of the sweet spot is eight or nine seasons. I've learned in most of these tournament teams, but uh, like you said, I think you want to have a substantial amount of seasons, but if you're a solid show, you can make the tournament with five. I think five's the minimum though, to your point. So just trying to think
3: about it. Like when we do this one day for best dramas of all time, Succession is now ending after four seasons. Does it, how does that like measure up against the other peak TV stuff ever? Like The Wire is five seasons, Succession is four seasons. I think Sopranos, what, seven, eight? Because they had the split season, same as Breaking Bad. Mad Men is seven and a half seasons as well. Is Do we give more leeway to something like drama because there's only so much story to tell?
0: Well, well, real quick. Also, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't actually believe it or not. I don't watch Succession. I watched a couple episodes in the beginning. I understand it's a great show, but that's also an hour long show, right? So I mean, you're, you're you're probably
3: you're... still like begging for This Is Us to come back on, right? With your TV tastes. <laughs>
0: uh, this is Us is a is a good show. I'm you, sure you uh, me, and your grandmother should should chat. But no, I mean, I just honestly, the first few shows of Succession, I just wasn't, I just wasn't drawn in at all. I think it probably got better from there, but. Uh, it's just it wasn't for me. I'll probably end up going back and watching. But keep in mind, that's an hour show. So it's it's different, right? Because number of episodes, number of time on screen versus like the 30 minute variety. I, I think you can give some credence to that that hour long type show if it's a shorter amount of season. The,
2: the more I think about this, I, I think you're right. I think it's more peak than like if a show has like if it reaches a level where everyone's talking about it, like it can be an all time show. Like it's you got to have like it. The longer shows obviously have a better chance of being in this conversation. But if you have a strong
3: peak, you know, all it takes is two good seasons and you can be in the conversation. And this was my case for Arrested Development uh, when we talked about that bracket. Like, just I, I truly believe the first the first two and a half seasons of Arrested Development are essentially peak comedy for a TV yeah. show. And then it just you know, it went it went away. Then it went to Netflix. They couldn't get everyone back. So they had to film everyone individually. Like, I didn't count those seasons. Like, those don't matter to me. But I can just throw on any of those earlier arrested developments and just fucking laugh my ass off the entire time. And
2: people are pretty critical of the first few seasons of Seinfeld, right? Like, they found their groove, but... Right? Am I mistaken?
3: Am I missing? Yeah. Like, the, the first season of Seinfeld, I think it's only four episodes. It's like the first season of The Office is six and they're like remakes yeah. of the British ones and it just doesn't work with the American characters. Uh, the first season of Parks and Rec is kind of exactly the same way. So, I mean, it's no different than what Sia just said about Succession or hell, even yeah. The Wire. Like the amount of people that I've talked to that struggled to get through the first four episodes of The Wire and then they did and it was like, oh, okay. Succession's kind of on that same path right now. It takes like, six for Succession to really click in. It's like, oh, this is now like a different show. And this is amazing.
0: Another one of that ilk, and I'm just going to drama because you mentioned Succession. Uh, I don't know if you all have ever seen the the show Bloodline, but it's only three seasons. Oh. and it takes three to five shows to really invent like invest in there before you really get it's a good character development type thing at the beginning. It's one of the best drama series I've ever seen, and it's only three seasons.
2: and it just fell off. like it wasn't like they they crescendoed and like it wasn't like they ended this like it was just like they did their third season where they they left some like open things and it was like, and we're not coming back for a fourth.
3: It was like, no, right. And when we talk about the peak TV shows and the peak drama, when that bracket finally gets out, we're, we're going to have to have a different discussion too. Because you talked about like bell curving things, see, so yeah, when thinking about this, where a network TV show, you know, is held to a different standard than a cable show, where you can talk mm-hmm. about whatever the hell that you want, and you know, you work within those parameters to make it a good show. I think the the argument for the dramas is you're going to have these, like even something like The West Wing, for example. Whether you like The West Wing or not, I don't think that is really matters it was a very decorated show i really enjoyed it i even enjoyed the later seasons after sorkin Mm -hmm. but when you have to fill out an order of 24 episodes in a season that are an hour long versus eight episodes that degree of difficulty i feel like is much harder
0: oh i totally agree uh 100 agree i think west wing by the way i I like that show too i think aaron sorkin shows are are interesting. I I love the dialogue in those shows, which is why shows like West Wing, I I was super fond of. I I would almost like steal some of the dialogue from it in terms of my own mannerisms, my own manner of speaking. But yeah, I totally agree. You know, eight versus 24. That's, that's a a huge difference. I I tried
3: to steal Aaron Sorkin stuff too, but as it turns out, I cannot walk and talk at the same time. So it just led (laughs) to a lot of injuries. And he also did the newsroom. He doesn't get a pass for that because that show is fucking terrible. (laughs) That show had moments, I thought, but that's just me. I mean, there's nothing like building a show a news show based on what you know, the outcome already is, and holding the best moral point of view of people in the moment. There's just, you know, nothing more authentic than that.
0: No, you're right about the the righteousness of the show. How it was just like, okay, no, we get it. But I thought the the, the deeper issue there. I know we're getting a little far field. Is that they were talking about how cable news has to respond not to the news directly, but to the to those who influence them in giving the news to to money interests and things of that nature. I thought it did a good job of of exposing that to some degree. Although you're right, there was a lot of it that was a little much.
3: Back to Cheers. Why (laughs) do you think it is that Seinfeld, we still hold in such high regard, through syndication, everything like that, I, I understand. But as you pointed out, like it started in 1989, Cheers did run itself into the 90s. Was it because Cheers wasn't in syndication the same way that Seinfeld was? The reason why people remember Seinfeld not only so fondly, but just remember it in general?
0: Well, I think some of it is recency bias. And Chris, I, I'd love your opinion here too because you're younger than me. You, I, you know, listen, as a show begins in 1982. You weren't. Most of the people who are listening to this, most, not all, weren't watching when it when it debuted. Like they might have been. I wasn't when
3: it was debuted. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Well, that's the that's the whole point, right? Like, y- if you watched Cheers and you're listening to this or watching this, it's a, there's a good chance you watched it after its run was over. That you were in the sort of the Seinfeld friends wheelhouse, and then you were like, oh, I keep hearing about this show, Cheers. If you caught it then, you probably didn't invest in in watching every single season.
2: I don't I don't know why, because like, in in terms of just like the public's perception of these shows, I hold them in similar like Cheers and Seinfeld. Or, but for some reason, is it just the five years later? Like it seems like you know Seinfeld just started a little later. I don't know. Like maybe they just got the deal with syndication that Cheers didn't. But you are so right though that I still can rewatch. Seinfeld and it kind of holds up more than Cheers, but I don't sitting here have an explanation for that. It's an odd one, honestly.
3: And, and even when you turn on the TV and start flipping through the channels, like if you have TBS on right now, just give yeah. it a few seconds. Seinfeld's gonna be on soon. Yeah. <laughs> but I Cheers isn't. Yeah. yeah. It's strange I mean, that way. It is but weird. Cheers is gonna be moving on here. Let's go just above that. We have family ties, a seven seed, and a late entry, because you did not have the league in this bracket already, see But I have a hot take. I do not like the league. I do not find it that funny.
0: Ooh. See, I, 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 found it really funny. Chris, what are your thoughts on the league? Cause I know, you know, we, we talked about this show back when it was, when it was airing. And I just thought, first of all, the fantasy football angle is great, but also I thought some of the characters were just laugh out loud funny.
2: I tend, I tend to disagree with you here. I, I, I was never a big league guy. Uh, I, I, tried to watch it, tried to get into it, you know, fantasy football, tried up my alley. Um, But so, yeah, I mean, I I would go Family Ties here also before my time, but I've definitely watched a lot as a kid. Um, I actually think I've watched very similar amounts of these two shows, Family Ties and The League. Um, But I got to give the edge to Family Ties here if we're just pinning these two up against each other. It just in, you know, I think as we move on in time, Family Ties is going to be the league has like obviously it's FX. It's the same station as Always Sunny. And it just has that, it has that vibe. It has that like feel to it. I don't know what that is exactly. It just has that feel to it. So that part I like, and I like Nick Kroll. I like some of the cast, you know, mm-hmm. the Ran and Zizi stuff with 911 also makes it weird with the league. So, you know, we don't have to get into that. Oh but-
0: yeah, that, that, that's, that's true. We've,
2: yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but the, but
3: family t- for me in this matchup, I don't have a lot of experience with either of these shows, but it's family ties for me. It's family ties for me, too. I think maybe we're coming at this from exactly the same angle, Chris, but the there are certain shows like everyone I know that works in media loves Sports Night. We talk about Aaron Sorkin shows. Sports Night is one that everyone really seems to like. But everyone that I know in media, especially sports media in general, tends not to like the league where people who aren't do. So maybe it's just us working in the business just kind of separates us from all of this. I don't know why that is. Yeah, it was
2: just, I don't know, it, it it was it always seemed like for me, I just like it, it, I need a little bit more from it. Like, I liked the premise of it. I like the characters, but it's just like I, I never it just it just always missed a little for me. The league. I don't know. I, I didn't get it. Well,
3: I think the
0: characters, the I, I was just gonna say, I think the characters make that show. Ultimately, guys like Rafi and Rodney Ruxin and Andre, Dr. Andre, like I think they end up making the show. But which which to your point, maybe that means that the writing, the show itself isn't very good.
3: So Seinfeld is moving on against Coach, and it will play the winner of Everyone Loves Raymond and Parks and Rec. This is, I don't know if it's a generational divide, a taste divide, whatever it might be, but Everyone Loves Raymond was a gigantic show. Parks and Rec was not, but became beloved. Well, I mean, towards the end of the run, well after the fact, I much prefer Parks and Rec. It's a very easy vote for me, but does anyone want to make the case for Everyone
0: Loves Raymond? Well, I bet Chris does.
3: Well, you
2: see, this is a very tough one for me, guys. Uh, this is a little look-at-me-Louis situation here. See, I'm related to Ray Romano, and Mike Schur is just a dear friend. So it's hard for me to make a call here. Uh, if I'm being honest, though, I'm going to go with, see? gonna think You're going to think that I'm doing the family thing here. I'm going to fight. I'm going to make the argument for Everyone Loves Raymond. Let me just say on the front end, Parks and Rec is one of my favorite shows of all time. Doesn't sound like it. I know, but but I'm just saying like, I just want to, all right, you know what? I'm going to do the thing I did with living single. Then fine parks and rec can win this. Like I get it. Parks and rec deserves to win this, but everyone loves Raymond had, it had a time, man that that, this show reared me. Okay. This show, I just like to say that ridiculous phrase every once in a while. (laughs) I blame the sarcasm on that show, the way Ray and his wife in that show talk to each other. I blame for the way I like, I live my I am like, you know, the way they are on that show. That's the way I am with my wife, and I blame that show for it. I just love like the sarcastic relationship between Ray and his wife on that show. It's just, it's, it's my like 96 to 05. This is my influential years here. So for me, this show just has a special place in my heart more, probably more than any sitcom. Just like in my high school years, coming home, watching this show, I love, even before he became a family member, I love
3: everyone loves Raymond another one that tbs got a hold of and just aired nonstop. yeah So never had problems finding it see where are you going with this
0: it's a close one for me which is why they're seated uh in my opinion appropriately here at eight eight and nine uh, uh pat on the back to the committee there I- i'm gonna go with parks and rec i wasn't a big parks and rec guy as it turns out in other words it's not that i didn't think it was funny i just never really got around to parks and rec they're are so many carbon copies of Parks and Rec at this point. And when it came out, I just wasn't like super interested in it. But going back and watching it, it is funny. But some of the shows with like similar setups, I prefer those shows. I think maybe – is it Brooklyn Nine-Nine we talked about last show with Ben? I mean it's – to me – and correct me well, if I'm wrong. It's, it's, it's the office, right? It's the office.
2: It's, it's the yeah. joke and then look at the camera. It's like that move.
0: Right. And it's a, all, all in one setting for the most part or you know, whatever. Uh, so it, it Parks and Rec on the scale of that is lower than all of those types of shows. But I would actually put it uh, ahead of Everyone Loves
2: Raymond. Can I just I know I, I don't want to hog the floor here. Go for it. Everyone Loves Raymond starting lineup. If we're doing the basketball analogies, uh, Raymond, Diane Keaton, Ke- where is, it? is that? Diane? Did I get
3: that? Right? Is it Michael Keaton? It's Diane Keaton. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what Heaton?
2: I think. Patri- when i say that wow i just combined yeah you know, i mean
3: if we if we if we do vault like diane keaton mid-70s like woody allen movie diane keaton into everyone loves raymond maybe we wow. got a different case on our hands here i
2: combined diane keaton patricia heaton and michael keaton it was like a big there was like anyways his goddamn wife whoever the hell she is brad garrett and the parents those five that's starting five who's the weak link there like name even Seinfeld like name a better starting five all five of those characters on everyone loves Ma- Raymond were great characters they their bench is terrible there's nobody else on the show it's a terrible bench but as far as starting five I don't even know if maybe everyone loves uh, uh the mother show god I'm, I'm, I'm having a moment how right I now. met I your you, mother how I met your mother great starting lineup great I mean, starting lineup.
3: I'll give parks and rec I mean let's go through their five you got yeah you, Cole, go you got Ron Swanson You have Aziz Ansari, Aubrey Plaza, and Chris Pratt. Like, those five are fire. And And then
2: Jerry, they got a deep bench. And a deep bench, too. That's a full team. I am just mean, like, the starting five, though, and everyone loves Raymond, for me.
0: I'm kind of taking issue with the the Raymond parents versus Costanza's parents. I'd actually go Costanza's parents
3: there. But
2: are they in the starting lineup? You don't see them as much.
3: I I mean, don't don't they share? Or is that on King of Queens? King of Queens is a spinoff that's actually pretty good. King of Queens, I'm like, we can get to that. That's in our, that's in this bracket, right? Yeah, I'm I'm, a big,
2: I'm a big King of Queens guy.
3: Well, let's talk (laughs) about King of Queens. King of Queens is going up against one of my all-time favorite shows. So I'm not voting for King of Queens because Scrubs is amazing, but the floor is yours for King of Queens. It's, it's okay. I,
2: I think it's perfectly seated here. It's one of those teams. It's not a great team, but they win their conference every year. They're like Iona. You know, whatever, like one of these small teams that never has a chance, but you see them every year in the tournament because they dominate their conference. It's one of those ones. It's bad comedy. It's one of those ones where if you take the laugh track off like Big Bang Theory, it's probably terrible. Like it's one of those things, but it's still a good show, a deep roster to your point. The uh, Jerry Stiller. Great on that show. Uh, One of the all time worst characters, though, in that show is is Garrett played by Gary Valentine. It's Doug's brother. Kevin James's brother in the show is the guy. It's one of my least favorite characters in the history of sitcoms. I just like that's a little nugget for you guys. But overall, King of Queens, good show.
0: Um, That just brings up something. Uh, Sorry, I'm going to keep going uh, afield here. But my least favorite character of any sitcom in the 64, and people may disagree with me here, but it's Phoebe from Friends. Am I way off base? Am I not in on the joke with Phoebe?
3: I think that you're just not in on the joke.
0: Okay, fair.
2: I'm with you. I, I, it's like, we get it, Phoebe. Like I, yeah. I, I, I wasn't a big
3: like fan of that character either. I'm with you, ya. I, I think saying the worst character out of the 64 is a bit difficult, right? because you have max exposure in a, in a show. That's a one seed. You, you, you hold this show in such high regard. And you don't like this one part of it. I'm sure if we went through this list, I mean, we could find something.
0: Yeah, it's like calling that that penalty on John Rom a few years back because the camera's always on him, so you're always going to be able to find a a penalty with him. Uh, sorry for the, the uh, tortured uh, golf analogy there, but yeah, I, I just think Phoebe was just a. I, I understand why you write that character in, but I'm not a big fan. I also thought Lily in uh, How I Met Your Mother was a pretty was a pretty bad, not a bad character. I thought she did a kind of a bad job. I mentioned that last episode.
3: Aggregated headlines: Sia hates women characters.
0: Ouch. Yeah, oh, man, I'm, I'm gonna you. have to I... overcompensate now. I, I did mention, uh, oh, actually, for I forgot Claire Huxtable when we were talking uh, about that subject matter. So that's actually not a good example. Don, I'm, I'm really gonna need to make up for this. Carry on. Well,
3: well, let's, I mean, do we wanna talk about scrubs? Are we all big fans of scrubs here?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, what can you say bad about scrubs? I will give, I wanna give a shout out to, while you love Zach Braff and, and Faison, uh, the, the the doctor though john mckinley and neil flynn though like for me those ancillary characters not ancillary but you know
3: side characters are really the secret sauce of that show and when totally you agree. when you talked about the top 10 characters see i i see i would have doctor cox over bernie stinson ooh uh, oh let's uh, see fair. I,
0: I'm not, little... I I disagree, and Chris, go ahead. I, I disagree, but I, I get where you're going with that. I think he's an excellent character. I wouldn't have him in my top ten, personally.
2: I agree. I'm just going to echo, like, I agree. He might be the best. He's the best character on that show, to your point, I think, is what you're like. But over Barney, yeah, see, I'd have to see. I want to do this game now. You guys are just making me want to, like, do a power rankings of sitcom characters.
0: Aunt <laughs> Vivian. I'm no. just. I got to put it out there now. The first Aunt Vivian, because uh, I have to now. Now that you've uh, aggregated me, I loved the first Aunt Vivian as a dramatic person in a comedic series. She's one of the best. Okay, I'm making up for. I'm overcompensated. Keep going.
3: Who? <laughs> I mean, if if we were to do this, the best sitcom characters from each of these shows. We don't need to go show by show. But if you were picking French Prince, French Prince, would it be Uncle Phil, Will, or Carlton?
0: As a, <sighs> a as a comedy. Like in, in a, a comedic sitcom sense. character, sitcom character. I, I mean, mean he, it's it's he Will, gotta go, but yeah. All three of them are so good in like slightly nuanced ways.
2: I think Carlton is the most comedic of that, like uh, the guy that makes me laugh the most of that crew. But I
3: don't know if he's the best. Like it's just got to be
2: Will. But I mean, that's a tough one.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't Carlton being all that funny when he was on Speed, now was it? <laughs> good call. Or when Will <laughs> had the gun. Oh yeah. Very serious hey, moments on Fresh Prince. Hey,
0: go back, go back and watch when Uncle, um, not Uncle Phil, when Will's father came back into the picture that one episode, and oh. then like left him again in that conversation. Like that, I don't think people understood that Will had those chops in that moment. Or that, Uncle that, Phil for that. That
2: clip is all over my social media algorithm. I must see that clip once a month, just
3: when I'm like, you know, scrolling on Instagram. Epic. Are you a big Shaft fan? You get some Richard Roundtree in your life. A what it's a great casting choice for will's dad having shaft play him oh yeah <laughs> all right what else we go in here so i mean yeah. i don't think we need to pontificate all that much about scrubs scrubs is amazing and we talk about like a deep roster type show this mm-hmm. goes like 13 deep on the show the writing is amazing we talked about spin city a little bit before bill lawrence graduates from that to scrubs then goes on to do cougar town after that he does ted lasso now so mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't really include any of the newer shows into this, and I think that's fine, Sia, because now we're into, especially in part of the fun, I think, of doing this bracket is almost what we talked about with the syndication factor a little bit earlier. And even things like The Office, Parks and Rec, and Friends, getting that second life at the very beginning of Netflix almost... Coincides with how when we grew up and you would see things on TBS or whatever it was. It was almost the same thing to a newer generation, where, I mean, if you don't have Apple, then you're not watching Ted Lasso. And that's just people haven't seen it.
0: That's right. And I think there's an argument to be made, not to get too deep here, but some of these shows that we grew up with in the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s, whether we realize it or not, kind of molded who we are. I, I think some of these dads like Uncle Phil, I, I think. They quietly kind of like taught us some lessons that we carry forward, whether it's a father figure or someone else. So you're not going to get that as much from a show that was, you know, aired or began airing within the last few years. So I think it's appropriate to kind of leave those off for now. And then maybe we revisit in a couple of years when we to, do to, this again. To that point, I grew
2: up like I'm, I now have a daughter who's five years old, like seven, eight years ago. I was like, I one day want to be the dad that Phil Dunphy is <laughs> like that is who I would like to be one day.
3: Is that and I and I'm getting there. I think I'm close. I, I see. I would throw this back as if there's any show that influenced a generation of people, it's clearly The Simpsons. It's just the way that it's we talk no is, as how The Simpsons talked. Hmm. The references we make are those references. I'm always backpedaling in the bushes when I feel awkward. Yeah. So. <laughs> we have to watch it for thorns, but other than that, I think you're probably pretty good. Back to this bracket. So we got Scrubs moving on. We have Who's the Boss Against Wings? Two shows that I think are probably before all of our times.
2: Yeah. I, I need to just go to the restroom now and let you guys handle this. I've literally never seen a clip of wings. Who's the boss? I know Todi Danza. I know, you know, it's about, you know, he hires a nanny and then she lives with them and they fall in love. Right. Isn't that kind of the premise Am I way off on that? That literally these, this, this matchup, I could not be any more useless on. So you guys take it away. I am. Well, too- I mean,
0: re- <laughs> yeah. Real quick. I mean, Who's the Boss was eighty four to ninety two. Uh, Wings was ninety. I, it says I saw ninety to ninety seven. I think it might have been earlier than that, but certainly late eighties, early nineties uh, for that one. Listen, Who's the Boss is one of those where I thought it had some iconic characters. By the way, he was kind of a housekeeper, I guess, Tony Maselli, and huh. he brought in his daughter Samantha Maselli, who was I think kind of an iconic, one of the one of the more iconic like female um, child actors uh, of her time. Angela, who, who is actually the boss? Is it Mona? Is it Angela? Is it Tony? I mean, it was a good comedic show. It didn't have much value beyond that. It's a tough matchup with Wings. Wings is interesting. I think it's the same writers as Cheers and Frasier.
3: Yeah, well, um, Frasier so appears on Wings. Does he
0: really? I actually didn't know yeah. that. So you're getting some of that, like, kind of highbrow, unique write- writing that that kind of withstands the test of time like you would with Frasier. Um I think most people, I think Wings is a little too niche, so I think most people will just check the Who's the Boss box. But I think people who watch Wings are like, oh, that that was a really funny, creative show.
3: I would hope, I would hope that they would because we're three people who have said we haven't watched it. I would assume most of the people here have not watched Wings who are watching or listening to the show right now. So if you did invest the time to watch eight seasons of the show, I would hope that you like it. What's the basis
2: of the 6 seed though? See, if you didn't like what why did it like what did you read about it or like was it just extremely popular? Like what made it a 6 seed if none of us have seen it?
0: Well, I've seen the show and I've okay. seen plenty of episodes of the show. I, okay. I I you're right, it's probably too high. Like looking at this board, I think we could probably swap it with everyone everyone loves Raymond or Parks and Rec, but it's just a unique show. I I think the committee maybe overemphasized writing more like maybe more than just like the. I love you, know, you the,
2: saying the committee.
0: Yeah. So the committee. <laughs> um, so I, at the end of the day, I, it, it's seated too high. But I think if you go back and watch the show, they had some unique characters on that show as well. Um, I It's it's kind of a slow moving comedic outfit every 30 minutes, but it's a good show. It's a solid show. It's overseated here. Committee got this one wrong. When people vote
3: in the bracket, it's going to turn out like a March Madness thing where who's the boss as an 11 seat is like the play in 11 where you get like yeah. unc or usc or some like big time school and the six seed is a good team but one that no one really knows anything about so it's sort of mm-hmm. like a mid-major that one that's much better than the other mid-majors and then people are just going to look at it when they're doing their bracket and be like oh i'm going to pick the team that i know and that's going to be who's the boss yeah you're right so other matchups wonder years against full house i can honestly say i do not like either of these shows so floor is mm-hmm. yours
2: this is an infuriating matchup for me. This is, this is your clear 12 beats of five matchup for me. I, I mean, I grew up watching Wonder Years. Um, I'm not going crit- to sit here and criticize it. had a great in- intro song. Watch what would you do with them. You know, it was a classic, classic Very all-time nice. theme song um, narrated by Marv from Home Alone, so we're going to give him some points for that. Um, but overall, Full House is just, if you talk of anyone of my era coming up in my maybe even a little older than me of all these shows here if we just say the title of these shows full house you know what it does it makes you feel it makes you feel something people grew up my age they care about full house i don't know why it wasn't even that good
3: it wasn't that funny but it just means something to us i'm with you I, i i experienced the same thing i just don't find it to be good so that's a real problem
0: well, so that's the thing. That, that, that's what really comes down to Wonder Years being the five seed. Like, Full House was trash TV. I mean, it right. genuinely was. But it did make you feel, like, kind of good. And there were so many different characters. Some of them were funny, some not so much. It was one of those sort of comfort shows of its time. But Wonder Years actually had a lot to it. If you go back and watch, even if you watch, like, maybe three to four episodes, you don't have to watch the whole thing. Um, Chris mentioned it was only five seasons, but it packed a punch. I mean, you, you got this kid... And the narration, I think, is unique, too. I don't think a ton of shows were doing that. But you got this little kid's perspective who, you know, isn't necessarily a popular kid. He's living in a lower middle class household where his dad and mom have their flaws. His brother has flaws. And, you know, it's the classic what happens in a teenager's life, like falling in love with Winnie Cooper or trying to deal with, you know, fitting in at school and trying to deal with the issues at home. It really kind of brought you in and I think kind of like made you feel what Fred Savage what his character was feeling, and so I just thought it was a I thought it was a really unique and well done comedy slash drama.
2: Paul Pfeiffer, all time, classic best friend character from Paul Pfeiffer, and I'm yes. with you. It there was, you 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 got something out of. I mean, it was I was a little too young for it, but you could tell like the conversations with his dad, and 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 Kevin Layton, like the, each episode, like there would be like a lesson, which is actually similar to Full House. Full House would always kind of bring it home towards the end. The music would start. It's like, come here, sit down. Like, come here, sit on my lap. Let me teach you the lesson of this episode. So both of these shows kind of had that aspect of it. But for me, this is a 12-5 upset. I respect Wonder Years, but Full House for me, it, just, it, it brings it, it lifts the hairs on my
3: arms, is what Full House does. When we get to the voting, I think Chris is going to be proven correct on this, that Full House is going to win this matchup, see you.
0: Yeah, because it has the the name recognition more than anything. And honestly, the one thing about Wonder Years it might just be miscast in this bracket altogether, because now that I think about it, uh, this is probably more a drama than it is anything else. So it's one of those things where if you're actually looking at it strictly from a comedic standpoint, which you don't need to do, dr- dramatic elements uh, should be kind of thread um, woven in here a little bit. But I-, I think you're right. Full House is going to win. But I think Wonder Years, again, whether you're looking at it from a dramatic standpoint or a comedic standpoint. Great show.
3: Well, I mean, if we're just going to miscast shows that are in the bracket, we could take out Wonder Years as a five seed, insert the Larry Sanders show as a five seed. Now watch it march all the way to the Elite Eight.
0: I I debated the Larry Sanders show. See, when, when, when the committee was putting together the shows, the, the thought was, OK, let's not use some of the niche cable shows. But it, we ended up doing that. I ended up doing that. And so Larry Sanders ended up just kind of being on the outside looking in. Now I did put in the Gary Shandling show to almost pay homage to Larry Sanders. And for the record, Larry Sanders doesn't even feel like a sitcom. No, even it doesn't. It, is.
3: It, it doesn't feel like a sitcom. But if The Wonder Years isn't a sitcom, we just put in, because we need something that's going to beat Big Bang Theory here. I think Chris and I are aligned with this. And nothing, its it has like the easiest draw for a four seed until it's going to get absolutely annihilated by Seinfeld.
2: Agreed. I mean, see, I'm I'm sensing by the the way you kind of reacted when I took a shot. At, you're a big Bang guy, huh?
0: That's yes shocking and to no. me.
2: That is shocking to me. It
0: is. It, I know what you're saying. I know what you're <laughs> saying because it's it's a little like two and a half menish. It's a little like on. the I nose. prefer two and a half men. Oh wow! Give me Sheen. No,
3: give me Sheen, man. Sheen rules. We need to
2: come up with a name for this type of comedy where it's like bad comedy, where it's like it's just so ham handed, like over, like where it's like every conversational line in this show is just a setup for a joke like you know I was watching some scene where it's just like yeah Penny like Raj like it was I don't know like it was just I don't know Big Bang Theory and I think my wife my wife's obsessed with Big Bang Theory so that was like I think that affects like I've like always resented it because I'm always like having this debate with her so this is very personal for me Big Bang Theory but
3: I don't know just not for me it's so the thing go ahead it's the, it's the four seed and it's taken on mad about you which i did discover and i think we all did that it came back at some point <laughs> in the yeah, no, I, I my wife shouldn't have. she loves mad about you
0: oh well fantastic i think she'd get along with your your grandmother quite well as well i assume big, that's the case
2: big bang theory went on like three or four seasons too long too like it, well, so was, that's it, the problem. It, yeah.
0: Okay. So there's there's two things here. One, you're right about the ham-handed comedy, but that is that is an addition, an additional layer on top of what the show was at its outset, which was these extremely socially awkward, hyper-intelligent people that like you could almost empathize with, like, oh man, that guy's like so awkward, but it's like funny awkwardness. And so then you layer the comedy on top of that, and it becomes a show that I think actually bridges the gap from Two and a Half Men to like a more quality comedy. And so that's that's sort of where I'm going with Big Bang Theory. But I, I agree with you. And this is something we mentioned, on, or I mentioned on another show. Once Big Bang started to introduce, and all shows go through this progression, unfortunately, like the storylines and the Amy Farrah Fowlers and the Bernadettes, and they sort of started to dominate some of the storylines. It, it took away from the heart and soul of what it was. So I mean, if you're talking about the first four or five seasons of Big Bang Theory, yeah, it's ham-handed. I still think it's really funny.
2: It came it became too relationship ship based. You know, right. like at the beginning it was just like these nerds trying to get through life. Mm-hmm. And then it became like, you know, let's get married, let's uh, you know, it,
3: yeah, I'm with you. It I feel like it's the live action version of the same way that I talk about Family Guy. Where yeah, the first few seasons fine. And then it just becomes the same thing over and over, then the quality just dips off. Feel the same way about Family Guy.
0: Do you not give the show a little bit of deference, Pat? Because the best Canadian band of all time wrote the theme song. Oh my god.
3: Maybe you need to expand your knowledge of Canada, pal.
0: <laughs> what top 3 Canadian bands ever? Sure. First ones that come to mind. The Guess Who, Rush,
3: and I mean, I would say Our Lady Peace, but that's me and that's like my oh, exact oh. wheelhouse, but I don't think that Our I would Lady agree Peace with for that.
0: sure. Our Lady Peace would be in my top 3.
3: I mean, something to do with clumsy. Neil Young, like not Neil Young by himself. And when he joins bands, obviously it's not an all Canadian band, but he's Canadian.
2: Speaking well, the... of Canadian bands, is Big Bang Theory the Nickelback of yes. TV shows? Uh-huh. Yes. Because That's it's one the of these right. shows that like everyone like doesn't think is good, but yet has this like, but people kind of secretly will watch it. You know what I mean? It's like, I I don't like Nickelback, but they
3: got a couple bangers. So it's like, I feel like Big Bang Theory is what Nickelback is. And I feel like there's a bunch of shows on this list that are like that. Like, I kind of feel like Everyone Loves Raymond is like that. I kind of feel like Two and a Half Men is like that. They're those type of shows, which they're fine, but they're not great. Mm. I feel like Everyone, Loved
2: Raymond was, Everyone Loves Raymond was a little, but I'm with you. They had like, it was just like every conversation was like a setup for a joke. Like it's a little ham handed. I'm kind of with you, but, like, for me, Everyone Loves Raymond was the best of those. Like, faked it the best.
3: Well, Better I mean, than I'll, those two. I'll, I'll throw a more controversial take in here. I will throw Friends into that as well, because Friends is still written exactly that same way. It's just set up, set up, punchline. Set up, set up, punchline. It's the entire show.
0: But some, so you have to give some deference to the casting. Like, they just did a good job the of, casting of, of is like... fine. Yeah, but they were they were funny. Like, they were naturally Ma- Matthew funny Perry's funny, Palons. sure. Ross is funny. Yeah. Chandler's Matt, not. He, we Chandler's funny. Shayla's funny. Ross is kind of funny.
2: I like Ross's shtick of like, just like, I don't know. Ross. I liked, I liked all uh, like I'm with you. I liked them all. all. Well, Jennifer Aniston like, isn't really bringing like, I thought Courtney Cox is funny. Yep. Phoebe and Jennifer Aniston, like, you know, di- like as far as comedic chops,
3: you know, you're not getting a lot there. No, oh, it's great. So the uh, a show with six main characters, two are funny. must be a great show though. <laughs>
0: Well, some of them don't have to be funny if they're playing off the other funny people.
3: I think all three dudes are funny.
2: I'm My not a friend. big friend. I'll say guy. it. I'm not either. I have it on mute. I mean, it's probably the best way to watch it. <laughs> well, it's because we're recording, honestly. I will say I had it on the sound earlier, but, you know, it would be weird if I had sound playing in the background. <laughs> so, But well, all, let's for, go this tournament, for this tournament, though, it might... You know, if I was ever going to play Friends during a recording, it'd be this. Anyways, back to you. Sorry.
3: It, it would be. I mean, and even to look at that side of the bracket, like I just as Ben and I agreed, see, you did not that curb just runs away with that side of the bracket. It beats Friends. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you on that for sure. The, the show and that for you the record want to include in the bracket, see, ya, curb your enthusiasm. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, so here's the thing though, I don't have friends emerging from that bracket either. I believe mine was uh, how I met your mother that ends up.
3: No, you you had community coming out of that top part of the bracket. So, let's, right, let's right. break this down into, you know, two separate sides of this bracket to see what gets to the Elite 8. I'm guessing it's going to end like, I mean, Parks and Rec versus Seinfeld. You're putting two of my two favorite shows together. Seinfeld's going to move on. And even though I don't love Big Bang Theory, I have it winning two rounds pretty easily. And then yeah. it gets big
2: yeah i mean for me this comes down to like scrubs or cheers like on the the bottom end but on the top right for me it's all the way for me it's seinfeld all the way and on the bottom right am i reading this right and for me it's who gets there for me it's uh scrubs is it possible for scrubs and yeah yes for me it's scrubs and cheers to see who gets to seinfeld that's 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 what i got here
3: see the the committee did this all right because i have the one two three and four seeds all getting To their proper spots here with the one seed winning i would have scrubs over cheers though
2: well they would is full like so it's going to be big bang full house here if they both win oh that's full house all day sorry buddy your Big Bang's going down. Nickelback I, listen,
0: is going home. I think you guys are underrating Wonder Years a little bit. I still think they're going to lose to Full House, but I think Wonder Years has more of a shot than you think. But All
2: right, but then but if they what let's say they get like who do you take? Just who do you think the fan vote will vote of Big Bang versus Full House? Big Bang. Big Bang.
0: And I think it's it's somewhat decisive because to your Nickelback point, I think there are some people who really have a hardline opinion, like I hate Big Bang Theory. But I think the majority are like, yeah, that's a pretty funny show.
2: I don't know. I think it leans the other way. I think the majority are like, that's pretty bad. But there's a there's a there's a small group of people thirty twenty percent of the people out there. they are big Big Bang people.
3: Yeah, but also, I just I feel like people are going to look at Full House at the same time too, and like it's nostalgia though. Like I, I, if it's people in my age,
2: I don't know. Maybe I'm. It's just me. So we'll see. But. I think I think it's gonna get that nostalgia vote. I mean, I don't care either way, because they're getting trounced by Seinfeld. I think we're looking at full house yeah. versus Oh wait, no, that's in the other bracket. Anyways. All right. Yeah, it, it would be I it would it be Seinfeld
3: seen. versus full house to see who gets. Oh yeah, that's that's the no elite eight. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So then we'd have Seinfeld versus Scrubs. Seinfeld beats Scrubs and joins. What did I have? I had Seinfeld, Arrested Development, and The Simpsons as my Three of my final four through the shows. What would be your final four, Chris? Um, you know, I probably should have uh I, I have looked at all the rest of the brackets. Like
2: I, I think between modern family and fresh prints and the Simpsons in that bracket, who's the four seed in this bracket? I know, but News South Park's radio. the five seed. Yeah. News radio
0: is the four seed. Sorry.
2: Uh I think I'm a modern family guy. I'm gonna go chalk in that conference. Um how, I, I agree with Sia. How I Met Your Mother is gonna have a strong fight in this Midwest Cosby Show. That's a controversial one. <laughs> um, Community's great. I'm gonna go. How- oh man, who's what's the five seed in there? Curb. Oh wow. Okay, for me, this is Curb or How I Met Your Mother. That bracket. Like that's that comes down to. And then in this one, as I go through this, Family Matters. Well, wow, we might have a 16-1 upset there. <laughs> um, the, that's The Office for me. Where's Who's the three? Yeah, Family. I'm with you. I think Family Guy's a little overrated. Golden Girls. Yeah, this is the for me, it's The Office, Curb, Modern Family. The other three winners of, besides this one.
3: And we'll, we'll get to the East in the next episode. But this bottom part of the East bracket, the one that The, the Office is on, is a fucking murderer's row of Yeah, dude. I love workaholics. And I mm-hmm. love 30 rounds.
2: He's right? down.
3: East, oh, and man. King of the Hill, which is amazing. And also coming back. And then wow. Family
2: Guy, like, who's just going to put up a fight. Like, that is, that is, you're right. The bottom half of the East might be the loaded, most loaded section. Like, I actually think the West overall is pretty deep if you were just looking at the brackets, but the bottom part of that East is really strong.
0: And Frazier has a nice path there. I did yeah. the seating, but I didn't do, do the allocations here. So, this is not a setup by me. That, um, that is Fringer true. You a- sent
3: me your one seeds, two seeds, three seeds, four seeds, and I made the matchups. I basically just took whoever the top, the one, 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 and put those together. Cause that's the sort of effort I bring to
2: this. Man, 7 10 matchup in the East 30 Rock versus Workaholics. Put the kids to bed. Well, th- 30
3: Rock is just missed seeded. It should be like a three seed. That's what I mean. That's a, like that. That is
0: loaded, man. Yeah, ten. Or Alf.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alf making the list is a little ridiculous. <laughs> that was one of one of those smaller conference teams. That was like a a seven seed and just ran through their conference tournament. Yeah, well, I appreciated
3: how you did want to stick elf on as the fifteen seed, but at every turn you tried to get Brooklyn Nine Nine kicked <laughs> out of this bracket
0: me yes. Mia Culpa there oh Chris I assume you've seen Brooklyn 99 oh, I hadn't I, I, I'm a fan so now I've caught up and I realize how incredibly funny that show is. yeah I'm a
3: fan is it on here did you did you make it is it in here
2: it's, yeah, on it's here.
3: a 15s okay. it, it's, it's playing how I met your mother in the first round I would take Brooklyn 99 over how I met your mother I think it's uh, that is a it's very
2: it's it's by far the best teen seed in this entire tournament like of all the teens I think it's the best but I don't know if it's going to be how I met your mother
3: no, oh, it's not going to be How I Met Your Mother. Right, I'm voting. with you
2: though. It's in the conversation, and, and that's wild. That, that might be our Princeton. We got to figure out where our Princeton is. That's it. That's what.
3: That's what. I would, what love, I would like. love to see it. Love to see it <laughs> in the first round, and maybe yeah. How I Met Your Mother is not quite as popular as uh, everyone seems to think it is. We'll see about that. Anyway, Chris, thanks for jumping on, man. This was awesome. This was a lot of fun. I I, I need to
2: keep me updated. I can't wait to listen to this. I need to know who wins. <laughs> I wanna I wanna do sitcom sitcom characters next. Next. Thank you guys for having me. This is great. All right. MC Sia, thank you once again
3: Nothing. for doing this bracket again. Everyone bully Sia if you
0: don't agree with this bracket. I think that's thanks the to the way committee.
2: To thanks to the committee for all their hard work.
0: <laughs> yes, you can bully me. at Sia Najad. Please feel free. Will you be defending
3: yourself in the comment section? Don't do don't be that yes. person. But it's like hilarious if you are that person.
0: No, I I have in this case, I think I have to be that person because of the content we're producing for for this. It'd be one thing if I just like put my opinion out on Twitter and I and I just let it go. But because we're doing this, I I feel like uh, I'm going to be more than happy to defend myself from all the bullying.
3: All right. I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me at the PME on Twitter where I will have the matchups that you can vote in. You can also find those down in the description of the podcast and video, smash the like and sub to Mayo Media Network while you are here as well you know, help us out because that would be awesome. Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for
1: watching. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.